In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, so you, give me your plans now. You're off. With First of all, let's go through this. The rookies report on Wednesday, the vets on Friday, correct? And then you will be off to West Virginia. On Saturday. On Saturday. Fun. When does the team leave? Uh, the team, I believe, is flying out on Friday after the conditioning tests. Because that, gotcha. that's the technical reporting is to Berea, Ohio. Uh, they will take their physicals, do their conditioning tests and all that. And then they'll hop on a plane and fly down to the Greenbrier for their first practice, which will be Saturday at 345. So I will be leaving the house Saturday morning around 9 a.m. It is a six-hour car ride from uh, the not-so-palatial estate on the west side of Cleveland to uh, West Virginia. And uh, we'll you know, head right into that very first practice. I will want to collapse, I'm sure. Uh, once that practice is over, we have all of our, you know, our first official training camp media availability. And then it'll uh, pretty much go to like morning practices the rest of the way. So, Daryl, I heard a really interesting story about Greenbrier. And, and just first of all, explain to folks what Greenbrier is. So Greenbrier is a it's basically a resort for rich people. Um, the, which started off as uh, a hotel, which started off as a military bunker for president Eisenhower. Yeah. And there's some pretty, um, secret stuff that's gone on there. And I like the stories are amazing about that place. So Daryl, I want to give you a heads up. Buddy of mine was there. Okay. He won a trip there, an all expense paid trip there. Okay. With his wife that his wife had won at some charity auction. So one of the things they got to do was go to an exclusive restaurant, which is way up on the top of the hill. And they were kind of out of character for this. They were like, they were supposed to see some guy who was going to drive them up the hill. So they go to the guy and they get in the car and they're sitting in the car and there's uh, one other guy in the back seat. And the guy says, Hey, how you doing? And they're like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? He goes, um, how'd you know to get in this restaurant? And he was like, um, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, it's pretty exclusive. Do you, are you, and then boom, he hit the brakes and he wasn't going to let them go up. And they had to call back. He was turning the car around and was going to take him back down to the main facility until they got some kind of clearance to go up high. I mean, that's the kind of sneaky stuff you're getting yourself into, Daryl. So what I'm going to tell you, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, I don't care where you are. If you see a free candy bar sitting around there, don't take it. It's a trap. Oh. <laughs> so I, I'm anticipating that the team is going to be bunkered away from us anyway. Uh, Correct. Except, except for when they're made available uh, to speak with us on the daily. Uh, but like, so the, the, the hotel itself like looks like a larger version of Buckingham Palace. It's like a four-floor white version of Buckingham Palace slash the White House mixed together, uh, and it's it's huge. But um, across the interstate is actually where the Browns will be uh, working out. Uh, that's where the, I guess, sports complex is that the, the Saints and a couple other teams that have gone down there uh, to hold the training camps uh, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a long drive to and from. All the practices outside of that first one, which again will be uh, Saturday afternoon at 345. 
Um, the uh, next two practices will start at 10:45 in the morning, and then Tuesday, July 25th, they'll practice at 10:30. Uh, July 26th is an off day, uh, and then 10:30 practices Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then on Sunday, July 30th, it'll be a 9 a.m. practice because they're all hopping on the plane and getting the hell out of there and coming home. So, where um, are they flying into, and where are they flying out of? Uh, there's 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 an airport down there somewhere. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So do you have room in the back of your car in case they have, something's going wrong with the plane? Can you grab a couple of players and bring them back? Yeah, sure. We could uh, we could squeeze a couple of guys uh, into the uh, the back seat, and then, uh, you know, whoever wants to ride shotgun. I, I got room for maybe four guys, but it'd be, be the most uncomfortable car ride ever because football players fitting in my uh, vehicle. Uh, me yeah, I'm knowing- thinking you could take the kickers. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking the the kickers and the punter. <laughs> um, a couple other media type things going on. Hard knocks. So I'm assuming the Browns are going to be a part of hard knocks since the Jets got the first call on this thing, right? So the Jets are get then the Jets could they stop complaining about it? Give me a break. I mean, seriously, who cares? I hope they lean into it. Now I really hope that um, they lean into it and and that they're just mean to everybody with a camera. Like, they just don't smile, they don't move, and they don't say anything in front of any cameras. Well, I think that the Jets, I don't think it's going to be an in-between thing. The Jets are going to be either really good or it's going to be a dumpster fire. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm open for dumpster fire, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing I learned about covering dumpster fires all these years in my career is I don't want to cover them. But then once the dumpster fire in Cleveland kind of got put out with the uh, – with the uh, arrivals of Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry, now that they have adults in the building. Yes. I I've, I've learned that I really enjoy watching the dumpster fires around the league. Like the, the, you know, the Washington commanders and the jets and all these other teams, like they're really bad. There's all this drama, all these off the field stories going on, right. They have nothing to do with football. Um, I, I am like, yeah, I, I don't mind watching dumpster fires from afar, but I hate being in the middle of them having to cover them. But, yeah, I don't think that there's going to be much middle ground there. I think they're either really good or just really bad. And, yeah, the Browns will be kind of sort of featured there because of the Hall of Fame game uh, in Canton. And, uh, you know, um, obviously those festivities are rapidly approaching. Uh, and and the folks at the Hall of Fame did something really smart that they announced what just yesterday about Joe Thomas. Yeah, so Joe Thomas is going to be – I don't know he's hitting cleanup like, – he, he's batting last. He will Which be makes the, a lot of sense. Right. As expected, uh, Joe Thomas will give the last induction speech for the class of 2022, or I'm uh, 2023, rather. Uh, Zach Thomas will be followed by Ken Riley, then Demarcus Ware, Joe Klecko, uh, Chuck Howley, then Darrell Rivas, uh, Don Coriel, uh, Rondé Barber, and then... Uh, Joe Thomas. So that is the August 5th induction ceremony speech order. Uh, and then of course, too, remember you've got the parade that morning in Canton as well. And I, I guess I'm going to anticipate that he's going to be bringing up the, the rear in that parade as well, because of all the Browns fans that are going to be there. So they're going to want to build that suspense. Sounds good. All right, speaking of um, media stuff, I, I had a chance. I don't know if you get a chance to watch this. It's on Netflix right now. Um, and it blows <clears> – <throat> let me just say this. It bl- I, I think it blows um, Hard Knocks out of the water. 
It, it's really, really well done. I've only seen one episode, and it's called Quarterbacks. It's produced by Peyton Manning's production company, and they had like access like you have never seen before to players that you want to see. Patrick Mahomes. Um, uh, who else is on the show? Patrick Mahomes. Um, Cousins. Kirk Cousins is on. Kirk Cousins, like, I, I guess I never really got to know Kirk Cousins in any other way. And in the first episode, I think he's been outstanding. Did, did, they, did they, you like that, make the show? Yes, he made the show. Made the show? And then Marcus Mariota is the other guy who's on the show. And I, I'm telling you, there are things in that show that I've never had access to before. Like, you know, single plays in games where you're like, um, you know, there, uh, and I've only watched one episode. So there, there's one play where Patrick Mahomes misses a guy who was wide open. It could have just gone right into the end zone. And he, I, they, not only do they break down the play, but they talk about the play um, and, and it, how much it eats these guys up. And, you know, talking about some of the success that Kirk Cousins had in the first game and that he knew on the very first play that they were going to have issues for the whole game because the sink didn't seem to be there in the second game. And just how – like things that we know about the game, but it's just a much different perspective. And I, I – like I've only seen one episode, and I will tell you that so far I'm absolutely hooked. I just think like, – I stopped and said to my son like two or three times during the show, hey, this is stuff that we never had access to before. Plus, you know, you're, you're seeing stuff like – um they spend time with their wives and their family and you real like you're in their house. The access is unbelievable. And the show is just really well produced, really well done. They went through tons of material to make that thing happen because they're drawing on, like I heard Westwood one's radio call. I, um, they, you know, they had done national shows from Fox and ESPN and NFL film. Like, they had access to unprecedented video. Like, you just don't see some of this stuff. And when you you just watch a game and you kind of see players play, this takes you into the minutia of watching Patrick Mahomes and trying to figure out why he's pounding his chest. Yeah, Little right. things like that. I mean, it's just the access in just one show that I watched, I was super impressed. I'll see how it plays out for the rest of the season. But just in one show, I would highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, the, the the Manning's Omaha Productions have have put out a lot of good quality uh, programming. Uh, you know, ESPN brought them back for their you know Monday Night Football channel, and, and I'll be honest with you, I was watching that more so than I was watching Monday Night the the main Monday Night Football broadcast uh, to listen to those two, and also too just to hear them like goof around with the, the guests that they would have uh, in, in in the middle of the game, but to just kind of see the way they uh, not only like they watch the game completely different from the average fan or even, you know, someone like myself who cover, you know, who covers the Browns and, and uh, the NFL. Um, so here's the only point that makes me scratch my head on this thing is they have so much access to so much great video on the show that, and I didn't stick around for the credits at the end. I'm just wondering what the relationship is between the NFL and the show. So like, if it's, if well, they it's straight outside, wrong. say it again. They have to have licensing for everything. So right, but unless okay, so look if they're if if the NF it's an NFL sanctioned show, mm -hmm. they're not paying per second on the video, 
And I'm telling you, they use a lot of video from game footage. So, and that's the only reason why, because if, if they're taking that video for free from the NFL, then that means that there might be some editorial content that's going on that's approved by the NFL before some of that stuff. Because I, I watched stuff today. I was like, I don't know if that got vented through the NFL. And so that made me appreciate it a little bit more. But that would mean that they're actually paying for the footage they're using. Well, yeah, they, they have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, they would be slapped with so many lawsuits if they didn't have, uh, you know, if, if they did not have. Well, that no, license. I mean, you, so you have two choices. You can pay for the video. And the NFL right. will give it to you because I've seen some of the bills on that stuff. Or you can be in conjunction with the NFL and then right. you have free access to stuff. Yeah. And um, like, because what is it inside the NFL, which I believe is now on Showtime? Yep. Yep. Used to be on HBO. Now, yep. now it's on Showtime. Uh, you know, NFL films actively participates in that. And the other thing, too, is as far as like maybe some of the things that are in this show, because it's not an active season. Right. Right. It's it's historic video, so to speak. I, I think that's a fair way to, to put it. Yes. Um, maybe the editorial controls a little looser on that just because, because it's already it's, happened. Yeah, I agree. With you right, that. That's a good point. You're not compromising the competitive integrity. Like so with hard knocks teams. And I remember this because in 2016, when the Browns were featured, the Browns had editorial control and other in the in the sense of. Um, making sure that nothing made it into the show that compromised the competitive advantage that, you know, they had. So in other words, they would watch the show. They would be looking for any scenes that are in meeting rooms or whatever, and making sure that the boards were, you know, blurred out or whited out or blacked out or whatever, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, was in there, uh, you know, scenes like it, in Hugh Jackson's office, same thing. Certain background elements were blurred out as right. to compromise anything. Um, and then also, too, the team, uh, as far as the actual content, right, um, you know, uh, players getting cussed out by a coach or something like that, uh, that was not something that uh, you'd have. You know, you, you can't have that. Or players fighting, right, getting into it. Oh, you, you can't put that in there the only thing that the team had really editorial control over was the competitive advantage items within the footage that could compromise competitive advantage. So um, I'm looking forward to watching that show. Uh, and like I said, the, the, uh, the Manning brothers, that Omaha productions company, um, they do some fantastic work. they, their work, I think, if they are able to kind of keep this going, Andy, I, I think that their work, their body of work as a company might be able to rival that of NFL Films while incorporating some of the work that NFL Films does. Daryl, outstanding. Next time we talk, you'll be in West Virginia, won't you, my friend? No, we'll, 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 oh, we'll do it from here again one more time. We got one more from here, and then, okay. uh, yeah, we got one another podcast drop. So, we're now what we go to our uh, back in season uh, mode. So right. We'll, three week. We'll do three drops a week on uh, Mondays, Wednesday. We'll record on Mondays, Wednesdays uh, and Sundays. And then uh, those uh, podcasts will uh, drop, I believe, on Tuesday, Thursday and Monday, uh, maybe even Sunday night uh, in some instances. Sounds good. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland.